0: Okay, good morning. Uh, today's daff is daf pay. Okay, I'm gonna go from the third last line of I and with base 79B where it starts Gufa. and today's is the Inu Nishmas, Ben Seon Ben Zaev, and for and also Yehuda, your lay ben ephraim, may the memory be a blessing, and it's for a Shlema... Avatara Rochel Bas Eladvora, May she have a complete recovery. And if I have a loan? Um, yes. Refur Shlema for a May I have a Refur Shlema. Okay. So yesterday's DAF discussed, started discussing what happens. We know that if a majority of an Israel or tohor the korban pesach, those who are Tomei, have a chance to bring their pesach on pesach sheni. If a majority of the community is Tomei, then they all, the whole community, those who are tahor and those who are P- Tomei, bring their korban pesach on pesach rishon batuma as if uh, the, as if everyone's tome and uh, and they can eat it. And that's uh, the halacha of um, the korban regarding the korban pesach. So now we're going to discuss, and then we just brought in brices discussing what do you do if it's half-half. We had a three opinions in the Gemara, but now the Gemara just wants to go into one of those brices. So it says, Gufa. What happens? You have half of them who were Tohar and half who were Tomei. Each group does it independently. Again, on Pesach region. As long as there was one more person who was Tahor, then those who were tomei Yasu betumel if you Karbon Sibur, Choluk, sorry, if those who were, if, as long as there's one more person who's Tomei, then you do it betumel if you karbon sibur, cholok. you don't split the carbon sibur. I think what it's saying once once the once you're doing it betumel because there's a majority of the Jews who are Tomei then you can't say, look, let's do it half-half, let's do those who are Tome together and those who are tar together. No, we don't split it. You do it all together. As if everyone's Tome. Rabbi Elie... Rabbi Eliezer ben Masia says, No, one person doesn't tilt the scale to say that everyone's Tomei. So, I mean, just an example, let's say there were um, whatever, 21 uh, Tomei people, Tomei Israel, and 20 um, Tohor Israel. One person doesn't tilt the scale. She-Nemar is the Pasuk. says, You're not allowed to slaughter the Pesach in one of your cities. I On the surface, that Pasuk speaking about, it has to be done in the Beis Amikdash. But, um he they make a drosh on Ha Baachad. What's that? He reads it as Baachad as one I one person can't tilt the Hal Yushech the Kobam Pesach I one person can't say, Well look, there's one more and again obviously we're speaking about the Hollow Israel, so hopefully we're numbering in the hundreds of thousands, millions, or let's say millions, and so you have one million, I don't know, five hundred thousand and one Jew who is well yeah, many and one more, that's not enough. Rabbi Shimon says even if you have one whole sh one Tomei, and the rest of the shvatim are ta'r, halu na atmam. They split. Those who are Tomei, the tribe who is Tomei, do it as by themselves as Tomei, and the rest of the Israel do it as Tahor. My time with Rabbi Shimon, what's the source for Rabbi Shimon? He holds that one Shavet is called a Kahal. We know that the Apostle says that each, kah- that the, um, that they it. Um And we know that, you know, Rashi explains, because remember, one, if you're saying that the whole Shavet is considered a Tzibur a Kahal, well, Etzibur is never pushed off to 2nd Pesach. So that tribe can do it on Pesach, she, Pesach Rishon. Rabbi Yehuda says, no. Rabbi Yehuda takes it a step further. He says, if you have one tribe that is Tomei and all other tribes are Tahar, you still do the Kaban Pesach Betuma. Because you don't split the community. You don't let half the community do it as Tahar and half the community do it as so they will all do it as, as Tahor, as Tome. Rebuhuda Sava, Yehuda Sava Shaven Ekri Ikri Kahal. One tribe is called the Kahal. Bahavu Lahu Palko Palda Va in Koban It's half half, and you don't split the Koban Sibur. But of the Kulubatuman they all do it in Tuma. Okay, Itmar. Now we're going to bring a machloikes. Um Itmar Hoy Yisrael sorry no Hoy Yisrael What happens if you have half the Jews who are Tahor and half the Jews who are Tame? On my Rav, Rav says, now keep in mind this is Rav, you make one of them tomai with the sheretz. Alright, because what happens then? So you have half, half. What do you do? You make one of them Tomei with the sherets and now they can all offer the Korban together. Petuma. He says, says, Why make one of them Tomei with the sherets? Let the group who are Tomei do it by themselves and the group who are Tahar, the half of B'nai Israel who are Tomei, let them offer their Korban Pesach and Tuma. And the half of B'nai Israel who let them offer their Korban Pesach and And why would you suggest that? Rav Omar, halu halu That's how Rav Paskind on the previous page. So again, we had a case of half-half, and here we have Rav telling us we'll make one of the people who are Tohar Tome. And then you have more Tomei, so that everyone does a Petuma. But Rav himself said on the previous page that you can just do it half the the half who are tohar, do it in ta', and half who are Tomei, do it in Tomei, in tumah. So, Omri hachabam askinin can go No, what we're dealing with here is where there's one more, there's an odd number of Jews, or an odd number of Jews, five in the common Pesach, and the tameim have one more than the tohirim. Oh, but then you have a majority of an Israel who are tomeim, let them all do it. Batuma. Why do you have to make another one tomei? So the Moran Sova Loka like Rebbe Loza Ben Menashe. No, he also like Rebbe Loza Ben Menashe. The Amar Ayna Yochid Machriya says Tibu that the that the one individual does not give. If you have one more individual on the Tamei side, it doesn't give them the status of Tamei. Okay. Well, then we return to our original question. Based on Rav. Based on Rav. When you have half, half, and according to Rebbe Loza Ben Menashe, one more. Then half is also the same as half half. Well, then you should have half of Beneshel doing it, but Tuma, half of Beneshel doing it, but, but Tahara. Why does Rav say make one of them Tome with the Sherets? So he says, no, ella hachi, No, this is what we're actually saying. We're going to tie two different opinions together and ask what, in that case, what would Rav suggest? Is If you have someone who holds, if you have a Tanner who holds like the first point he holds, that half-half, you don't all do it in tuma. Okay. And he holds, like Rabbi Yehuda, that you can't split a Kaban Sibur. So that's the question. You have half half, but according to which theoretically you should be doing as two separate groups, those in Tomei and those who are Tahar, do their Kaban Pesach separately. But Rabbi Yehuda says you can't have that. You can't have half of, you can't have some people doing it with Tuma and some people doing it with tahara. So in that case, what did you do? So then, with Tamim, Echab, and you make one of them Tomei with the Shheret. Then, so Ula gives a different solution. So, round solution again. You're stuck. We're stuck in this case, because you have 50% and 50% Tomei and Tahar, and you want to offer the Kabbalah Pesach. But, Contribu Yehuda, you can't have a... You Israel can't do it separately. If you're doing it Betuma, the whole of B'nai Shirel do it Betuma. But you need a majority for that. So what do you do? Rav, Rav suggests you make one of the tahor people Tomei. Then comes along um, Ula V'ula Omar Mishaltin, Echon Lederich, Rehoyko, Send one of them to be far away. I, in the morning of Erev Pesach when you're counting how many Jews are Tome and how many Jews are Tahor? And you come out that it's equal. Send one of them far away. Why? Because that's one of the exemptions. Someone who, One of the people who are exempt from Pesach Rishon is someone who's far away. We'll just see it later, but at a certain distance from Yerushalayim on when he should be offering his Korban Pesach. So he's exempt. So Ullah says, send him far away. And then again, you, have the, you resolve the issue because you have more people who are Tomei, they're not Tahar. I kind of gave away the answer, but Tostas asks, which, who are you sending away? So you have 50% of B'nai Israel are Tahar, 50% of B'nai Israel are Tomei, and you're sending one of the Jews away so that you have a majority of one of those groups. Which one, do, who do you send away? Do you send a Tahar person so that you have a majority of B'nai Israel are Tahar, and those who are Tahar will do it on Pesach Shani, or do you send away Tome, a tahor person, so that then you have a majority of Tomei and, and the whole of B'nai Israel will do their Karban Betuma. Which one would you think? So on the one hand, it sounds it should be better to send away the Tome person, because then you can do it but Tahara, Isn't it better to do it Betahara? But, tahara? but has actually learned, he says, according to Ullah you send one of the tahor people away. And the re-answers, there, there is one uh, answer before that, but the re-answers to... He says it's preferable. I think it's, a, it's a nice, or we would rather have all of B'nai Israel offer their common Pesach together than a whole lot of them being pushed to Pesach Sha'imi. So that's why he says, so you actually send away one of the Tor people. You tell him, sorry, this, we're going to see, we basically, you tell him, sorry, this, too, we're not going to let you do Pesach Rishon, you have to go far away. And then there's a majority of Tomei people. So the Gemara asked for Yatmenu Besheret. Why is he not happy with Rav's solution? Rav said, and, and the advantage, what's the advantage of Rav's solution over Ulla's solution? Ullah's solution, you've just told one person, sorry, this year you're not doing Pesach Rishon. We need you to take a hit for the team. Whereas according to Rav, everyone will get to do their Kavah Pesach. He so says, no. Ula holds that you can offer the Kavah Pesach for someone who's Tamei I, Because remember, someone who's Tamei sheret, when did they become tahor? They touched the sheret, they got a mikveh, and then they told that not. So there's a discussion. Someone who's Tamei at the moment, but will be tahor that not, can you shed the Pesach on his behalf? And... and, and uh, Ula holds you can, therefore, is basically the same as a tahor person. So it doesn't help to make him tameh with the shechit. Aviit menubam meis, make him tumah meis. This is not matchinanata me chagiga so. Well, then you push him away from being able to offer his other korban chagiga. Remember, korban chagiga is offered on. So what are we? Um, is offered on the first day of yomtiv, and it's for simchas yomtiv. Now, if you make him tameh meis on erev Pesach. He's not going to be able to bring his Chagiga. He says, Oh, well, now by making him, sending him away, you're pushing him away from doing the Koven Pesach. So rather make him Tome and he can do his Koven Pesach and not his Chagiga, then send him away and he can't do his Pesach. He says, No, there's a solution for Pesach, and that is that granted he won't do it now, he'll do it next month on Pesach Sheni. Oh, but Nami actually do it, be shvi, Oh, well the second person sorry if you made him tomei mace he could also bring the chagiga on the eighth on the seventh day of Yomtiv, which is his eighth day remember if you become tomei mace what well, you have the pora duma water sprinkled on you on the third and the seventh day you go got a and then that night you tor so he becomes tomei on erev yomtiv. remember because that's what we suggest in making tomei on erev yomtiv on the eighth day on his 8th day, the 7th day of Yom Tov, he'll be able to bring his Korban and Chagiga. So there's no cause Now, what this comes down to is how do you... What we're going to say now is how do you view... We know the Chagiga, this special Koban that you bring on the 1st day of Yom Tov for, um, for Simchas Yom Tov is when... If you don't bring it on the 1st day, you can bring it on any of the subsequent days. Do we view it as all dependent on a well, yeah, let's see, he says, He says, no. Ula says, it's all considered making up. If you don't bring the Ka'ban Chagig on the first day, it's considered making it up for the first day. And therefore, only someone who was Chayev, who could have brought their Chagig on the first day, can bring it on a subsequent down Yom Yomtev for seven days after that. So this person, who's Tomei Mace, according to Ullah, could not bring the Chagiga, and therefore, even though he'll be tahor on the seventh day of Tov, he still can't bring the Chagiga, because the Chagiga is to make up, from his missed opportunity, on the first day, but he could never have brought it, on the first day, so we don't view it, as a missed opportunity. So that is, Ula suggests, therefore, Ula says, it doesn't work to send him, make him Tomei Sheretz. It's not good to make him too much mace because then he can't bring a Chagiga. So send him a Derek uh, Rechoica away. It's a one day's journey, approximately a one-day's journey from Yerushalayim. He'll come back after to Yom Tov and he can bring his Chagiga and he'll have to do Pesach Shani. That's Ula's solution um, to get a majority of Bnei Israel um, Tomei. Rab Nachman says it's not a practical, Ullah's solution is not practical. Who's going to listen to be the one who has to uh, uproot his tent, pack it away and run out of Yerushalayim so that everyone else can offer their covenant Pesach? No one's going to want to do that. Everyone's going to want to do Pesach Rishon. Remember again, all the Jews have traveled there, all his family's there. Probably got a big seder planned, and now you're telling him, "Sorry, uh, we need you to uh, we need you to leave uh, Eruv lime so that everyone can else do their common Pesach." No one's going to listen to you, so it's not a good solution. Um, that's the end of that. So, okay. I was just thinking this. It's a, it's a discussion in general when when we say that you can make up something like here, Tashlumim dirishon Can you make it up on the first day? So we also we, um, I think one of the it comes up a few times. One of the most frequent things I can think of is if you miss shacharis or you miss mincha what do you do? So you can do tashlumim you can make it up at the next filler. So let's say you for whatever reason you, you weren't well or you overslept or something and you miss shachris. so then when you're doing mincha you daven in your regular mincha amida and then you can do tashlumim you can daven in a make up amida for your shachris you missed. So um, so I was just trying to think, um, and so too, let's say you miss mincha for whatever reason, you lost track of time and then you realize it's after sunset, so you can dive in two marids. You dive in Mincha, you in your marivamida, and then after that you dive in your, make up your tashlumim for your mincha amida. I'm, I was just thinking, what happens if there's a case where for whatever reason you were exempt from tefillah that day, can you make it up, do you still make it up, or did you have to be able to daven that tefillah, someone who's fit to daven that tefillah and therefore you can't thought of a possible example and and I imagine it probably comes up quite often let's say someone was an oinayin, an oinayin is someone on on the day of the death of a close relative they don't do mitzvahs they don't say brachas. so let's say shachris they were an oinayin then the funeral was at midday, so then for mincha they're going to daven mincha do they daven a the mincha and the makeup for Shachris? Or since they or is Shachris only Tashlumim, if they could have done in Shachris and they couldn't have? So I was just wondering about that question in light of this the more practical, a more practical uh, common example. Okay, let's carry on. We're now going to discuss other scenarios of B'nai Yisrael when they can or can't offer their carbon. So Itmar. What happens if a majority of B'n'ai Yisrael were Zavin? And a minority of them were Tmei Meisim. Remember, Zavin, someone who's a Zav, that's they have that certain discharge and they Tomei, they don't push aside. Um, the, um, we don't say that Zavin push aside tuma to offer the Korban Pesach. Only Tuma Meisim. So if a majority of Israel were Tomei Meisim, will we know that they offer the Korban Pesach? But tuma, the Zavin won't, but those who are Tomei Meisim will. But here you have a majority of Zavin, and a minority of tume meisim. So a majority of Ben israel are tume, but the zavin generally would not push aside, push aside um, the tuma. So Amarav oisin tume meisim einom oisin lo berishon v'lo bersheni. Says those who are tomei meis can't offer their korban pesach on pesach rishon and they also can't offer it on pesach sheni. Rishon lo abdu d'haveli miuta umiuta lo abdi berishon. They emit. They are a minority of Ben israel and a minority of Ben israel who are tuma, who are tomei do not bring the Korban Pesach when they Tomei. Besheini nami of the Kolechat of the Tzibur Berishon of the Yochid Besheini. Kolechat of the Tzibur Berishon of Yochid Besheini. And they also can't do Pesach Shani because you can only do Pesach Shani when the Tzibur, when B'nai Israel, did Pesach Rishon. And then those who were Tomei get pushed to Pesach Shani. But here it turns out that since the majority of B'nai Israel was Zavin and Newton Tomei Mason, no one offered their Korban Pesach on Pesach Rishon. And therefore, no one can do it on Pesach Sheini. Omer lehu Shmuel. said to him, Zilu Amr told, told to, uh, his students, or uh, the, uh, the people who told this to him, Omer Shmul, Zilu Amr Leila Abba, go tell Abba, go tell Rav, the B'nei Yisrael Pesach B'mo'ado. The possef says B'nei Yisrael must do the Pesach in its time. My T'le, you're ignoring that pasuk. Aye. you have to say since the majority of but the Torah insists that Bnei Yisrael do the Pesach on their right time that must be t- tilting the scale to tell us that if a majority of Bnei Yisrael are Tomei even though it's mostly Zavim or all of Bnei Yisrael are Tomei it's mostly Zavim and a few tameim, we should still those who are Tomei should still offer the Korban Pesach on Pesach Rishon so Omer Luhu Zilu ki Rav says, go to Shmuel. What would happen if the whole of B'nai were was Zavin? What would they do? It's an impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible for them to offer Pesach Rishon because the Zab does not offer Pesach Rishon. And they can't do Pesach Shani because the Tzibur didn't do Pesach Rishon. So in this case, when a majority of zavim, it's impossible. So he's saying, yeah, Shmuel. I know the pasuk says that you have to do the common pesach in its right time, but clearly there are scenarios when you will not, where it's impossible to do it in the in the right time. And obviously, Rabbis learning that the pasuk leaves it um, takes that into consideration and leaves it open as a possibility. Okay, Itmar. Another permutation of this of this of working out. Um, regarding uh, Tomei peoples, it says how um zavim. What happens if it's the other way around? A majority of Benayishra were Tomei meisim, and a minority were zavim. Avuna Amar ein tashlumim lepesach So, so now, oh, well, let's see what happens. If a majority of Israel are Tomei meisim, they definitely do pesach rishon betuma, while everyone's Tomei. However, the Zavin, the minority of Israel who are Zavin, cannot do Pesach Rishon. As we pointed out, a Zav does never, never brings a Korban. It would only be Tomei Mesim. Tomei from Korps Tuma. Now, so the Tomei people will obviously do Pesach Rishon. That will be Pesach Rishon brought by Tuma. But what about the Zavin? Will they be pushed off to Pesach Sheni? So he says, Rafuna says, There is no way to make up for Pesach which was brought Batumah. Aye, Pesach Sheini is for when Pesach Rishon was done by Tahara. And then the Tamaim are pushed off. But when Pesach Shaini was done Batuma, he says that's not a strong enough that's not enough to push off those to Pesach uh, Rav Adabar Ava says, no, you can make it up. Those who are Zavim can bring it on Pesach Sheini, even though all the other Tameim, even though Pesach Rishon was brought Batuma. It says, Neime Barakam mm-hmm. Ifligi, let's suggest they argue in the following, the, man, sover, ain't le the one who holds, I Rav Huna, who holds that you can't make up a Pesach, that you can't make up if first Pesach, Pesach Rishon was done, but Tuma, you can't make it up on Pesach Shaini. Tuma Duchuyahi He must hold that Tuma is Duchuyah. Remember, we saw a few days ago the difference between Duchuyah and Hutra. Duchuyah was where it's still there and it's still a problem, but it's pushed aside. Rashi uses the word Bukushia um, Hitiru with, uh, with difficulty or with reluctance. The, um, the Torah allowed them to offer their korban Pesach in Tumah. It doesn't really, it's not the biggest fan because there's an issue to bring a korban in Tumah but, but, but the Torah overrides it and says you do. Whereas hutra means it completely falls away. I regarding the common Pesach this action and where a majority of the nation are Tomei there's no such thing as the of bringing a common Pesach in Tumah. So let's see how that works. So let's, sorry, let's just read this. It's our name of Bahol HaMiflegi. Let's say the argument in the following. The one who says that you cannot offer up the Kovan Pesach brought in Tumar Kosovar he holds Tumar Duhuyehi B'tzibur Tumar is pushed aside in the, tibur, in the Tzibur Oman D'Omar Yesh Tashlumi and the one who holds that there is Tashlumi in Pesach Abol B'tumar Kosovar tumah Hutra B'tzibur he holds that it's Hutra why does it make a difference? this is because so let me just clear, check this quickly um, Yeah, If you hold the khuya, then again, the Torah is not keen, but it allows you to offer it in Tumah. That doesn't create a strong enough Korban brought in Tumah to push off those who couldn't bring it in to, to Pesach Shaini. Because it's not really, it's not viewed as if the Tzibur is doing it in the normal way properly. However, if you hold Hutra B'Tzibur, well, then it's the same thing as if they did it, B'Tahara. It says, if when you say that the majority of Israel are Tomei and therefore they offer their Korban um, betumah, if you say Hutra, well, then it's as if they did it, B'Tahara. And it's done as if it's B'Tahara, and therefore those who are Zavin, etc., who could not offer Pesach Rishon, will be pushed to Pesach Shani. Gamar answers. Omri law. They said not necessarily. You could say that everyone holds Tuma is pushed aside in the Tzibur. And they're arguing in the following point. The one opinion holds that tahara is pushed aside. Tuma does not push aside. And the other one holds even if they tome, they can still push other people to Pesach Shaini. Tosvos explain that it depends on how you understand the following possible: Ishkieh tome. You know, the pasuk says a man who is tome or, on a, or far away from Yerushalayim, he gets pushed to Pesach Shaini. So Tosvos point out how do you understand that phrase Ishkieh tome? Does Ish mean if it's only an individual is tome, he will be nidcheh? But not if the Tzibur is Tomei. Right? Specifically, where an individual is tome, would he do Pesach Sheni? But whether, indivi- whether, pe- whether Tzibur was Tomei, well, then you can't do Pesach Sheni. Or do we read it as, no, um, Ish et anyone who's Tomei can do Pesach Sheni, regardless of how we view the Tzibur. So I thought that that makes it a lot easier to understand how Tosus explained explain it. Okay, let's go on to a final makhloikesh along these lines itmar. what happens if a third of B'nai were Zavin a third of B'nai were Tahar and a third of B'nai Israel were Tamei and a third of B'nai Israel were Tamei now let's just start thinking I mean if they Zavin they can't do Pesach Rishon and they don't push aside the Tumah if they Tamei well, if there's a majority of Tamei then they will do the Pesach Rishon and Shani and the and Pesach Rishon Batuma. But it's a minority, so maybe the, they should be pushed to Pesach Shani. And obviously, if the majority were Taha, we know that. But here you don't have any clear, you don't have a status that is a majority, because again, a third of Zabin, a third of Taha and a third of Tameh Masim. So, Amar of Bar Ba'at Ramani Ba'at said, Oysan Tameh Masim, Eino Oysan, Rishon, La Those who are Tameh meisim cannot offer the Korban pesach at pesach rishon or pesach Why? because they're more the zavim add to make it that there are more people who are tomei than tahar but they don't do it in tahar have a late tamei muta the tomei meisim are a mute berishon, and the mute, the minority, cannot do it on Pesach Rishon. But sheni lo they also can't do Pesach Shaini. zavim to Allah Who would want to do it on Pesach sheni? So you've just told me that those who are obviously those who are zavim would never have done Pesach Rishon, and those who are tamei Mason, we just said also do Pesach sheni. So now, how many of B'nai Israel want to do Pesach Shaini? Sixty-six percent, a majority. And we know that law of the Nitzufu and Tome Meisim, so you combine the Zavim and the Tome Mason, the law of the Barishon, all the people who didn't do Pesach Rishon, and Ruba Veruba Lo Pesach You now have a majority, and a majority doesn't get pushed aside to Pesach Shaini. So it comes out that those people, the Tome Meisim will not get a chance to offer their Korban Pesach at all. I think the Zavim as well, and I'm not sure about the Tahorim. Okay, So the new Mishnah. This Mishnah is discussing where the common Pesach was supposed to be brought B'tahara. Majority of the nation were Torah and they brought it B'tahara. But what happens? They sprinkled the blood so they went through the avoid of the common Pesach. And then they found out that the common Pesach, the dam, was actually Tomei. It says, Hatzitz Meratzeh, the tzitz makes it acceptable. Aye, ah, it's a valid koban Pesach. And the owner will not have to bring a Pesach Shemi. In Nitt what happens if they, um, if the owner was Tomei? Ein Hatzitz Meratzeh, the tzitz does not make it acceptable. The tzitz does not work on people to make them elig- eligible to bring the Kabam Pesach, even Bidyeved. Mimneshe Omru, because they said, a Pesach. Regarding the Nazir and one offering a Korban Pesach. I'll tell you shortly why Nazir and Pesach are singled out. But a Nazir and a Pesach. The tzitz works to make the blood acceptable. Even if it was Tomei. But it does not work to make the person eligible to offer the Korban if he was Tomei. So let's just analyze two. Po- oh, let's just read the last. Po- yeah, let's analyze the mission, uh, two points from the Mishnah here. Why are we singling out Pesach and Nazir? Because Pesach and Nazir are two karbonas that the owner had to drink uh, eat from them, and therefore the owner has to be fit to bring a korban. Just if, as far as I understand, any other korban, I'm just thinking about Machusah Kipurim might be different. But any other korban, you can get the Kahain to do it totally for you. You can get a Shliach to do it on your behalf. You don't have to be tahor. But the Pesach and the Nazir, the owner has to eat from it. So he has to be fit, he has to be tor to offer it. So now, if the blood was sprinkled, but the tzitz is maratzeh. The tzitz makes it as if it was tor and it's a valid korban. And as we said regarding the korban Pesach, the main ramification is it counts as his korban Pesach and he will not have to do a Pesach Shani. whereas, if he himself was tormented, they found out that he himself was Tomei, well then the common Pesach was invalid and he would have to offer a common Pesach on Pesach Shaini. However, if they found out that he was Tomei from a Tomei that they never knew about, a so, Tumas at home literally means Tumas of the depth. But it basically means a newly discovered tumah, never before known. I, let's say you lived in your house for many, many years, and you offered your and Pesach. For whatever reason, they were doing a bit of renovations on Erev Pesach, and they found a mace. So it turns out that you're actually Tome because you've been walking over this mace for the last however many years you've lived in that house. But since no one knew about it, Tumas at home, he says, but he that sits does work. Yeah. So one way of looking at it, why does this change? Um, what, what happens here? One way of looking at it is that the sits works to make the carbon acceptable, but it doesn't work to change the person from someone who could bring the korban well someone who could not bring the carbon to someone who could bring the carbon. that's the issue here again the subtle difference is that sits can make the carbon acceptable but it can't make the per- and theoretically maybe it could make the person acceptable but that's not what's that question here at question here is can it make this person i don't know the right the exact right word eligible or obligated or subject to this carbon. and the sits can't take this change this person from someone who's not subject to bring the korban to someone who is subject to bring the korban. So that's what, but it can make, but the korban that was offered, it can make it acceptable. And Tumas home as we'll see, is different. We'll see that towards the, we'll see why Tumas home is different, that even it can ch- seem to change him to acceptable. So now we're just going to analyze, go back on the first one. It says, based on the mission, it seems specifically if they already sprinkled the blood on the Mizbah, and then they found out that the blood was Tomei. But if they knew he was Tomei and still went ahead and knew the blood was Tomei and still went ahead and sprinkled it, the tzitz would not work. Very but there's a contradiction with that. It says, What does the tzitz make acceptable? The blood, the flesh, the chaylevs that became Tomei, now this is the important part, of whether they were done by mistake or on purpose, out of his control, or willfully, whether it's a communal offering or an individual's offering. Um, but what do we see from here? Even if he knows it's Tomei and he goes ahead and he sprinkles the blood, that sits his Meratzeh. Al Mishnah implied, it's only where they found out, that, sorry, not his Tomei, the blood, we're discussing the, the blood. When does the Tzitz, Al Mishnah said, that Tzitz is only Maratze? if, you, if it was Birievet, you did not know it was Tomei, and you found out, after sprinkling the blood, it was Tomei. This Bridesa clearly says, even if he knows it's Tomei, and he sprinkles the blood, the Tzitz is Maratze and makes it a good offering. It says, Ravina says, no, regarding him, whether he's, Bishogeg or he's bemazid. however whether he became Tome by mistake or tome on purpose, that's when the tzitz makes the blood which you didn't know about a valid lo If you sprinkled the blood by mistake, but not willfully, then it's acceptable. So um you know, it doesn't matter how he became what what it meant when it said so again, we thought the Bryce meant that even if he sprinkles the blood on purpose that tzitz is maratzeh. we're explaining what what ravina answers is no when it says if he knows about it means he knows he became tomei he became tomei on purpose as opposed to by mistake and then but and then the, it doesn't matter how he became sorry it doesn't matter how the blood became tomei whether it was made tomei on purpose or tomei by mistake the question is um on the tzitz. Oh, sorry, on when it was sprinkled. Was that done knowing it's Tomei or not? No, Rabbi Shilo says says, He says, It doesn't matter whether it was sprinkled with awareness or not. I knew it was Tomei or not. The blood was Tomei. However, the difference is, was it, um, did the blood become Tomei by mistake or on purpose? So basically, Ravina and Rabbi Shilo are arguing What's the, uh, yeah, how, are they, 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 this is explained as follows. Doraisa really that sits works. If he made the blood tome and sprinkled it on purpose, again, he should not have made a tome and he should not have sprinkled it when it was tome. That's the rule with Tuma korban blood that is tome. However, since if he did know and he did it on purpose, once it's done that sits makes it a valid korban. Hurtsa. However, the rabbis came along and wanted to make sure that people don't do this. So they put they penalized a scenario. And the Mahlochahs, Ravina and Shila is which scenario? Did they penalize when the blood was made tome on purpose? Or did they penalize when the blood was, when, when the zrika was done on purpose? And there, there's other ways to look at it. On the one hand, if the blood, uh, Revishila, would hold... Um, if he made a tomeh, that's worse because he just ruined the blood of a korban. Whereas to take tomeh blood and sprinkle it on the Mizbech, he's trying to do a mitzvah. So it's not as bad. That's why they would penalize him in the case where the blood was made Tommy. Whereas Ravina holds, no. Doing the zirika, or knowing the dam is Tommy is offering Tommy blood on the Mizbech. That's disrespectful to Hashem. So that is worse. That's the, that seems to be at least one way to look at this Tani. But now, yeah, we're just going to explain the brice. According to Rabbi Shimon, when it says whether it was done by mistake or whether it was done on purpose, it says, if it was, became tome by mistake, but it was sprinkled, then it's hurtsa. But wait, now we need to analyze our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah said, We learned how Mishnah came along and said, If he sprinkled the blood and then found out it was Tome, it's valid. That implies that if he knew it was Tome when he sprinkled it, it's invalid. Which is against Rav Shiloh. He says, no, that's not how you understand it it would be the same thing if he knew about it and then afterwards sprinkled the blood oh so why does it teach why does it teach the less the less novel it should teach us the greatest khidush. the greatest of is that even if you knew the blood was Tomay and you sprinkled it on the Mizbath, that's still valid that's a much greater novelty than telling me that if you found out afterwards the blood was tome it's valid so why didn't it teach that so he says, Mishum the boyer missed sefer because he wanted to teach in the sefer. Nitma Haguf The sefer wanted to teach that he, if he became tamei, even if he found did the korban and found out afterwards that he was Tomay, it doesn't work. So, therefore, the ratio also teaches it in the Bidyevet scenario. So, while, while we taught it in the Bidiever scenario, it's for the Chirush of the safer But Rav Shila fits in with our Mishnah. So, again, there's two ways of, according to Rav Shila, I'm just going to put it on mute. There's a, some background uh, noise. Um, just so you see If you have any questions you can just unmute yourself and ask me um yeah so so contrary there's two i mean we've got two extremes one is we wanted to show the power of the tzitz, which is Ravshilo says it's very powerful that we allow it to effect, make the sacrifice acceptable even if you know the blood was tomei. but on the other hand we want to show how Weak it is regarding a person, and if the person was ta- only found out he was tome after doing the karban, it's still invalid. And since we want to teach the b'diavad case in the sefer to show that it doesn't that it doesn't work for a person, we teach it also in the sefer. Now we go going to nitma tumas the regarding if the tumah of the depth as as we explained that if he f- a brand new tumah that he never knew about before then the tzitz is maratzeh so if he offered his korban pesach or the nazir offered his korban nazir and then he found out subsequently that he was tomei from a previously unknown tuma then he then the tzitz makes it valid it Says <laughs> yeah so sorry and then the reason for that we're going to see is it's we have a tradition that you right, generally that sits does not make the person able to bring the korban or the korban acceptable bideved, but it tells us if it was never before known then it does make the owner acceptable to bring the um, eligible to bring the korban now the question the korban is going to ask what about the kohen this we know clearly if the owner was tomei then fine but what from tuma bidi valid but what happens if it was the kohen it says boy rami bar hama kohen amaratz bekom the korban of the kohen offering the sacrifices of the nozir or the korban pesach hutchaloy tuma for homa law does he does Tumas? is he permitted to is he waived? Is, is his Tumma waived regarding Tumas Satom or not? Miomrin and Kigmori, Tumas the Bali and the coin, Do we say that the Haloomoshimi isinai teaches us it's only the owners who Tumas Satoomm is ignored by. Or maybe it's regarding sacrifices, regarding sacrifices that were offered, and then you found out that the person was the is valid. And if you say the focus is on the sacrifices of valid, then it doesn't make a difference whether it was the coin or the owners. So says, I'll bring you a proof. Tatani, They only said at regarding someone who's Tom Mace. If it was a previously, un, another type of tumor that was previously unknown, it doesn't work. Now, Mace Limutei what's he saying? So he's telling us, Robert Ghi is telling us, that this tumor, this leniency by Tumas satoham, that if a person found out that they were Tomei from a previously unknown tumor, the sacrifice is still valid, is only by Tumas mace, not by another type of tumor. Which one? It says, limut my love, Limutei HaTohom, the Sheretz, it must be to exclude thomas hatheim of a sheret but wait over maya skinan and what would the case be then now if you want to say that it's referring to the owners being tomai sheret over man which which one are we talking for if you want to say that it's uh nazir will remember a nazir only has to redo what his korban to conclude his nazir period would only be affected by tumas mace. because if a nazir becomes tumas sharet it doesn't undo his naziros like if he becomes tumas mace says, Ella, so it can't be a Nazi because it wouldn't make any difference if it was referring to the owners and a Nazi. So maybe it's the owners by Pesach. Ella by the Pesach. Okay, that fits very well with the opinion that you cannot offer a sacrifice if you were Tomei Sheritz. Again, I mentioned this earlier in the daf. There's a If a person is Tomei Sheritz, they will be Toho that night so they can eat the common Pesach. Can you offer the koban on their behalf? So if you hold, you can't offer the koban on their behalf. Okay, Tumus works that. If Bidievich, he found out that he was actually Tumas satom from a Sheretz his Koban Pesach is still valid <speaking in Hebrew> but if you want to say but what about the opinion who says that you can offer the common Pesach on behalf of someone who is Tomei Sheretz because he will be Tome Tohor that night? well then if you know he's is you can offer the Korban with um korban on his behalf. If he's Tamei you can definitely offer the korban on his behalf. So according to these versions, you don't need Rebichia to, tell, to exclude a Sheretz. A sheret doesn't affect the Nazir, and a sheret also makes no difference to um, regarding Pesach, according to this opinion that showing the al-Tamei Sheretz. So, El-Elai B'Kahin. must be discussing a case where the kohen became Tamei. V'shmamina Hutralah And we see from here, that the tahom is permitted. So we see. So again, our question was, and we'll leave with this question. The discussion continues over to the next page, but we'll leave with this um, question and answer. Bef- and tomorrow we'll uh, challenge it. But the Gemara asked, We know that there's a special dispensation of sa hatahom. If someone becomes found out that they were Tome from a never from a previously unknown source of tumah, they but that's all it's valid the korban is valid now we ask okay so that's a special aloha by the owners does that also apply by the kohanim if a kohen offered your korban pesach for you and then he found out that he was tommy from a previously unknown Tumma, what would you say is he is the korban valid or not so Rava wanted to bring a proof that basically that Rabbi Chia came along and said when it says Tomas HaTohom, it's only by someone who was Tomei Mace and not Tomei Sheretz. And he base and rather shows that Tomei Sheretz makes no difference by the owner, if, by his Korban Nazir or by his Pesach. So it must be referring to the Kohen. So according to Rava, yes, even a Kohen who was Tomei from Tumasatahom, to there's this leniency applies, and the sacrifice would be valid. Yeah. So it's a bit long, but one point I realized that will help make it a little bit clearer is remember, a Nazir is not allowed to become Tomei Mace. If he does become Tomei Mace, he resets his count. Now, there's, if he becomes tamei Mace, he has to wait till he's tahor, and then he brings Corbonus, and he restarts his Naziris. If he reaches the end of his term without becoming Tomei, well, then he brings his concluding sacrifices, and he's, um, he brings his concluding sacrifices, and, uh, and then he's not a nazir anymore. But so, so the issue here is if the nazir became tome just before bringing his concluding sacrifices. There, if, it's, if you say the concluding sacrifice, if you say Tumas HaTohom works, then his concluding sacrifices were brought, he subsequently found out that he was actually Tome, it's fine, his concluding sacrifices count, and he doesn't have to restart his Naziris. If you say they don't work, like let's say you want to suggest by the Kohen they don't work, well then what happened here? The Kohen, he was Toho. But the Kohen offered his concluding sacrifices. When the Kohen was Tomei and Tumas Atahom, you want to suggest, doesn't work by Kohen, well then the concluding sacrifices were invalid and the Nazir is theoretically still a Nazir. He would have to bring new sacrifices. And if he would become Tomei in that time, he would have to restart his uh, Tumas.